don't start by talking about your products and services. Instead, think about the people that you're trying to reach. So, for example, welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to another edition of your personal branding podcast, and I'm really excited about today's edition as I was a very special guest. He said, in the old days, you either had to buy expensive advertising or beg the media to tell your story. Sadly, many organizations don't realize that they have a much better option. They can tell their story directly to an interested market. My guest today is PR and marketing renowned expert. David Mehman Scott. David, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. I pleasure. When you look at the world gone social, where everything is social, marketing sales has changed over the years. And with your new approach, world going social and PR marketing, what are we seeking to achieve when one wants to go into advertising or sell products and services? What are the methods that we need to use? Uh, you know, what's, what's interesting to me is back in the old days when I used to do public relations, um, it was all about trying to get the media interested in what you were doing. It was about radio. It was about television. It was about newspapers. And it was about magazines. And while those are still important things, now what's interesting is there's many, many, many other ways to reach your potential customers. You can reach them through um, people's blogs. You can reach them the way we're doing right now through a, po- a podcast, through social networks like Facebook and Twitter and other ones. So um, what it means is that the way we measure the success of the reach of your brand needs to include many more um, ways of reaching people than just the traditional ways that we had in the past of magazines, radio, television, newspapers. There's much more than that. Now, it, it seems it looks uh, a little or it looks broad for one to begin to approach wanting to use the new media in marketing products. Where would you advise one to begin with or start from? Well, I think the main thing to start from is that you have to start from the people you're trying to reach. Um, what I see that one of the biggest mistakes in marketing and public relations today is that companies spend way too much time talking about themselves and they tend to start from their products or their services. And that just doesn't really work very well. So imagine that you're working at a hotel and you want to talk about your wonderful hotel rooms. But that doesn't work so well. Instead, what you need to do is think about the problems that your buyers have, the people who are trying to reach you. Um, what are they looking for? Well, yeah, they're looking for a hotel room, of course, but that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for a place for their business trip. They're looking a place for their meeting. They're looking a, for a place to have a wedding reception. Uh, and there's a lot of different ways that you can reach 
um, people who have those sorts of problems. So I think um, what I always say is that don't start by talking about your products and services. Instead, think about the people that you're trying to reach. So, for example, with somebody who's running a hotel, the people that you're trying to reach, which I call your buyer personas, the people you're trying to reach might be, for example, number one, uh, the independent business traveler who makes a decision of what hotel to, to purchase, or perhaps a corporate travel manager who is uh, booking rooms for hundreds of people, or perhaps it's someone who's planning an event to have a meeting for a whole bunch of people in, a, in, a, in one room, or perhaps somebody uh, who's planning on getting married and needs a place for a wedding reception, or perhaps someone who's planning on going on vacation and needs a hotel to stay in. And all of those are completely different. So the organizations, for example, in this case, the hotels, that start with the problems that their buyers have instead of starting with what their company happens to do, in this case, create hotel rooms, uh, do much, much better. But this is a really different way of thinking than most people are, are familiar with. So it means that this strategy is to begin with, we really need to be the customer focus, not about what you are even rightly selling. Your focus should be on your customer not what you're trying to get. Yes, it needs to be focused on the people you're trying to reach, but I actually think of it differently than customers because customer as a term implies that you're already doing business with somebody. And while that might be true, that you might be doing business with some people, what you're really focused on here is that who are the people that you're trying to reach? And in many cases, that may be people who are not yet your customers. Those are people who are your potential customers. Those are people like the members of the media who might be able to talk about you and write about you. So um, I call them buyer personas. My term of buyer personas means the groups of people that you're trying to reach who might buy your products. And that may or may not be your existing customers. Wow, so your, your term you call the bio persona. That's what you need to focus on. Get their profiles or things that you want, how to grab, grab or get their... Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. With, with that said, now getting information about your buyer persona, who eventually may become your customer, depending on how you're going to yeah, that's right. uh, get, the, yeah, that's get right. them that's into right. it. <laughs> in, in, in the social sense to where the world is becoming much noisier than ever before, how do then one begin to use his brand to distinguish his product and services to get the right client for his, his business? Well, like I said, I think if you focus really carefully on the people that you're trying to reach as opposed to just talking about what your company does, I think that's one of the most important ways to break through. I also think that many companies go too broad when they talk about what their company does. They go too broad when they try to create a category of product to sell. 
Um, and instead, you need to think, what is the niche that I can re- reach? What is the particular segment of the market that I can reach? And that's going to be, in many cases, um, your key to success. Because if I say, um, how can I reach people who want to buy bicycles? That's a huge, huge market. And it's really going to be almost impossible for you to break through. And as you say, rightly, there's lots of noise. There's lots of different uh, options for people to consume information. So if I want to reach people who are interested in bicycles, that's just way too broad. But maybe I can focus on people who like to ride bicycle, to ride mountain bikes um, in the desert. And I can reach just those people. And that's a much, much, much smaller audience, but it's going to perhaps be a, an audience that's extremely passionate about what it is they do. And my guess is that for any small audience like that, um, there's only going to be a very few people who are trying to reach them. So instead of trying to reach a large, large number of people, uh, instead um, try to focus on a much smaller a group of people to, and reach them instead. Focus looking at a niche marketing. Yes. Okay, this is a question I, I posted on I posted on Instagram on Facebook. Question by Dino. He asked that would advertising should become irrelevant. I don't think so because um, there's still room for companies to generate exposure from people who don't yet know it, know who you are. Um, and I think advertising can work in, in a number of different ways. Um, I, don't, I don't think advertising is going away. I how, however, I do think the ways that people have, are buying products and services have changed significantly. Um, you know, it used to be that it was very difficult to find information about a product, um, and therefore advertising worked a lot better than it does today. But today, because of the web, we can use search engines and social networks in order to find people, and this allows us to be able to um, as businesses create the content that people will find when they go to the search engines and when they um, go to social networking. So that's all really good. Um, but I think also um, to use advertising as a way to enhance what you're already doing to reach people through the web can, can also be valuable. Um, I think for very large, very famous consumer brands, Advertising is still important, um, but I think that um, for small niche brands, for B2B brands, it's increasingly very, very difficult to make advertising work, and for many companies, I don't think advertising works at all. I recently went to a retail shop looking for a particular product, and interest, it will interest you to know that I got there having more information than than. And the service yeah. consumers are getting more. Let me use the word intelligent about buying than ever before. Oh, that happens. That's absolutely right. And I've experienced that myself as well. And, and you know, as a customer, it makes 
you can you can have a lot more information than the salesperson has and that means that the nature of the way we sell has to change it means the nature of the way we market products needs to change it need it means that um advertising isn't as important as it, as it used to be so the companies that are the most successful are the ones that understand that and what they do to, to be able to take advantage of this is create the best content. I mean, ultimately, it's the companies that have the best information on the web that win. The ones that have the best information that are going to be indexed by the search engines, that are going to be shared by people on social networks. Um, these are the companies that will be successful, and these are the companies that are successful. Um, so in your case, you know, as you do your research, before you even go into the shop, you're um, spending time on the web or you're asking your friends on social networks and you come up with um, the answers that um, that you need and then you go into the shop. Uh, so the companies that have the best web information are the ones that tend to have the most people that buy their products. Well, from your new, new book, The New Rules of Sales and Service, How to Use Agile Selling, Real-Time Customer Engagement, Big Data Content, and Storytelling to Grow Your Business. And the point here I'm looking at is, it's, it's used to or socially said that uh, content is keen. Is content still keen in this particular age, looking at social selling? Uh, I think content is extremely important. Um, I, I never really liked that phrase, content is king, but, but in any case, yeah, content's really important. It means... Um, that um, uh, there's a slight difference, though. I mean, people were talking about that term content is king around marketing content. In other words, what marketing content is, is a company that creates something, a blog, a YouTube channel, you know, some form of content, and uses that to reach many people at one time. And what... Uh, is really good about um, that is that you can create a video that will be seen by many people, some uh, white paper that will be seen by many people. What sales is is very different. Sales is one to one. Sales is um, is 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 one salesperson at a company reaching one potential customer and working directly with them uh, to make a sale. Now. Content is still extremely important for sales, um, but it has a different form. Rather than um, something that's designed for everybody, it can be something that's designed specifically for one person. So that means that salespeople, they don't need to necessarily make their own content, but salespeople need to know how to curate content, how to deliver content uh, to the right people at the right time in order to make sales. Content curation. Yeah, that's right. Your recent uh, post that you made, let's, let's delve a little bit into that because I'm interested in the social selling, looking at the power of slide share. I think you can walk us through how we can use that to generate a lot of leads for our business. Yeah, slide share is a, um, it's a tool that's owned by LinkedIn. It's a way of, of delivering graphical information, typically PowerPoint slides or things that are like PowerPoint slides as a way to deliver information. Now, what's really interesting is because it's owned by LinkedIn, it's really easy to get people to share your content because it can show up in their LinkedIn feeds if you if you send it out through SlideShare and then send it through LinkedIn community. And 
I did a slide share of my own that I would encourage people to take a look at. It's called The New Rules of Selling. And um, last time I checked, it had over 160,000 views on SlideShare. And um, the reason it had so many views is because it's so easy for people to share it. So it goes way beyond my personal network of people and goes to many, many, many other people beyond my network. Um, SlideShare um, is um, a, a great way for information to be shared um, it's also really, really easy to use. Um, all you have to do is um, is create um, uh, essentially a PowerPoint slide or something like a PowerPoint slide. Um, it's really easy to upload and um, and then get out and share. Now, I, I came up with some ideas for how to create a good slide share. Um, and, um, you know, they're um, basically sort of six ideas that I think make sense. Um, the first thing that makes a lot of sense with a slide share is that you don't actually try to sell something in the slide share, but what you use the slide share for is to deliver um, information of extreme value to people. So, in other words, if you um, if you sell surfboards, don't use the slideshare necessarily to talk about your wonderful surfboards, but maybe talk about something related to surfing, uh, how to surf in big waves or whatever it might be. Um, the second lesson I would say about slideshare is to make um, to put your best stuff out for free to put really valuable information of, uh, out to people for free. You know, a lot of people, what they do is they, they don't put their best information forward because they think they should keep it a secret. But, but I always suggest to put your best information out there um, as, as uh, freely as you possibly can. In my own slide share called The New Rules of Selling, I have lots of free information in my slide share that actually is contained in my book, The New Rules of Sales and Service. And you can get all of that, all of the information in The New Rules of Selling is completely free, but you have to pay for similar content in the book. Um, the third lesson is, and I mentioned this earlier, SlideShare is a really great uh, tool for social sell, uh, sharing. Um, people love to share slide shares because it's valuable information and uh, and many, many people will tweet slide shares and send slide shares through LinkedIn and Facebook and other social networks. Um, David, before you, before you move to the other things to use slide share, the, the, the third point that you mentioned that we should lim- give your best stuff out for free, a lot of people are finding that a very difficult market is how do I give my best product out of, for, for free to, I mean, let me use the word, bait them in. How do you really manage that? Well, I don't, I'm not talking necessarily about your best product. I'm talking about your best information. Uh, put your, your best information out there for free. So, um, what I mean by that is sometimes people will create a white paper and they won't give it away for free. They'll either sell it or they'll put it behind a requirement that you have to go give an email address or some other kind of um, uh, of thing before you can actually download the white paper. Or they say, oh, I have some really interesting information, but you have to contact me in order, order to get it. I'm not going to put it for free on the web. 
I think it's important to put your best information for free because if you put some really good stuff out there, people will share it, and that will get more people interested in what you have to, what you have to say, what you have to offer. Um, my fourth lesson for the slide share is people are looking for content to showcase, so if you create something for them, then they'll share it for you. Um, the, fifth, the fifth one is that you need to have a really good design for your slide share. Because it's so visual, uh, you know, it's essentially um, a PowerPoint slide presentation, you need to have really good um, design for your slide share. And then finally, I suggest that you only have one idea per slide and don't try to cram a lot of information into your slide share. Instead, make it um, one piece of information per slide. And if, if you do that, you will end up having um, some really... Um, potentially great um, uh, success with this new tool of social networking called SlideShare. Wow, amazing tips there. So six lessons of ways to implement to really uh, maximize the use of SlideShare for business. Wow. So that is an in area to give content and key phrase you really said that you should give your best information out there. Absolutely. Make it totally and, uh, free. And I think you, you're leaving an example as a marketing expert. You have some of your books out for free. And I think I got two out from your website <laughs> for free. Yeah. From, for that. Yeah, I have a bunch of free uh, content on my website. I've, you know, um, I've, I've written a blog for more than 10 years. I have more than 1,000 blog posts on my blog. Um, I've given away um, many millions of copies of free ebooks. Um, I've got um, many of my my speeches are available for free on video. Um, I just give away lots and lots of information, and that helps to grow my business. Like you're giving away now. Yeah, I'm giving away my ideas right now for free. And looking at how companies are, are buying into the social uh, rave now, others who are just sitting on the phone knowing know what you as a marketing expert, what would be your PowerPoint ideas for companies seeking to go full-time social for their marketing and PR? Um, well, I mean, I think it's important to say, okay, um, why do I, we need to do this? You know, it's, I, I think that companies that do it um, because they, um, uh, because everybody else is doing it, or because they've written a book, that doesn't work so well. Um, but I think the ones, the companies that are successful um, with this idea of uh, creating content on the web and going social are the companies that truly understand that the ways that people buy products and services have changed. And because of the ways that they've made these changes, um, that they should be reaching people in the ways that um, that are the most appropriate to reach them. So, for example, be making sure that they're visible in the search engines when people search, making sure that they're visible on social networks when people are engaging, uh, and that the reason they're doing this is because they truly understand that the nature of the ways that people 
our buying products and services has changed. Um, those are the ones that tend to be very successful. The ones that do it just because everybody says that they should or the ones that do it because they read it in a book or the ones that do it because uh, somebody in their company told them to, it just doesn't work so well because they're not willing to make the fundamental changes that you need to make. Looking at the power of storytelling for businesses or brand success, let's look at an individual representing a company as brand advocate or, or, or salesperson. Now, it's said that people buy into you before they buy into products and services. How then does one begin to tell a better story about themselves to customers or to, yeah, to, to get people's attention? How do they bring craft stories? Not for my product, but about me to get your attention for the product? Um, I think what it comes down to is what we spoke about earlier, that you have to understand who your buyers are. You have to understand what their problems are. And once you understand who your buyers are and what their pro problems are, then you're able to um, create Everybody, doesn't matter what country you're from, um, we relate to stories. It's the way we communicated before we had the ability to write, before we had the ability to create other types of media to communicate information. The way that we communicated with, was through stories. And, um, you know, there's a number of stories that have been passed down through the generations for thousands of years. And that's the idea here. The idea is to create stories that people are interested in. And if I, if I were to say to you, hey, let's sit down for a coffee. I want to tell you about my products. You know, most people are going to say no. But if I say to somebody, hey, let's sit down for a coffee. I want to tell you some interesting stories. Um, people are going to be much more interested. So what it means is that you have to not talk about what your products does, but talk about the nature of your business in, in, the, in, the, in the form of stories that can relate to what the buyers are um, of, the, of, the, of the products that you're selling and what the problems that they have are. And that means um, that you have to dig deeper than what your products do, do. And it's a challenge for many marketers. David, as we run up now, I want to ask you, to give us your billion dollar, three golden nuggets to help us in our, our new media selling and brand PR Okay. Number one, nobody cares about your products, what they care about themselves. So don't talk about your products. Number two, the most important thing to think about as you're creating marketing uh, and selling strategies is that you have to focus on your buyers and your buyer's problems. And once you have those first two things, number one, you're not focused on your products. Number two, you are focused on your buyers. You need to create the best content you possibly can. Put that content on the web for free and use that content as a way to reach people. Where can one get access to your products and services? Um, I'm Twitter. I am D-M-S-C-O-T-T, D-M Scott. Um, just Google my name, David Meerman Scott, and you will find all kinds of things about me. Wonderful. Thank you yeah, again. My, my pleasure. Time. My pleasure. Thanks I very much for having me on.
I want to recommend my books on Amazon for you today. Visit Amazon.com and get access to all my 15 plus books today. I recommend the latest book on personal branding that is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. Get one today and grab a copy for someone else. That is Rebrand. The best is yours.